Well, good morning. Welcome to Apostles Houston. I'm lead pastor David Cumby. Thank you so much for worshiping with us online today. You know, the last couple of weeks, we've been discovering that through Jesus' death and resurrection, we're invited into new life with God that together we get to journey through this life and even beyond the grave with the risen Jesus. And that means something really amazing. It means that we get to connect with the God who made everything, the God of the universe. It means that we get to actually communicate with him in a really intimate and personal way. You know, communication is so important in any relationship. I mean, just think about the most important relationship in your own life. Uh, maybe it's a close friend or someone you're dating or a spouse. And think about how important good communication is in that relationship. I was thinking about my own relationship with uh, my wife, Langley, and how strange it would be if you know, we lived together and we ate together, we went for bike rides together, but we never really talked um, it just wouldn't be much of a relationship. In fact, it would, it would be strange to live in proximity to each other and know of each other, but not actually know each other. And you know, I think the same is true with God. God invites us into a relationship with him. And the Bible tells us that through prayer, we can actually communicate with him. And so that means prayer is actually about growing deeper in our relationship with God. It means we actually go deeper in this beautiful life-giving connection that we have with our heavenly father. And that's why Jesus loved to pray. It's because Jesus loved to be with his heavenly father. In the gospel of Luke, we get a glimpse into Jesus' prayer life. Just a few examples. Luke 5, 16 says that Jesus would withdraw to lonely places and pray. Luke 6, 12, Jesus went out to the mountain to pray all night. He kept praying to God. Luke 9, 18, now it happened that Jesus was praying alone and his disciples were with him. You know, Jesus was constantly praying and not just alone. He would pray with people and for people. And his disciples saw how essential it was in his life that Jesus had this ongoing conversation with the heavenly father. And one day Jesus' disciples, they ask him about his prayer life. And Luke 11 tells us what happened. So if you wanna grab a Bible and open up to Luke chapter 11, this is what it says. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, pray like this. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins as we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. The disciples saw Jesus pray and they saw that it was different. You know, these men were raised in the traditions of Israel. They knew how to pray, but there was something different about the way that Jesus prayed. It was at the heart of everything he did, from his teaching to his miracles, to his compassion. And so they came to him and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus did. In fact, the New Testament tells us that these followers of Jesus went on to have incredible prayer lives. 
through prayer, God spoke to them, filled them with his Holy Spirit. He empowered them to, to go out and to share the good news of Jesus, to do miracles, to, to heal people, to raise the dead, to deliver them from demons. They even prayed for those who, who persecuted them and ultimately killed them. It's because they came to know what Jesus knew, that prayer is the key not only to our relationship with God, but it's the key to our experience of God's power and grace in our lives. And so as we grow in prayer, we become more like Jesus and we'll know more of his peace and his healing, more of his joy and more of his truth. And so whether you've been praying for years and years or you're new in your journey with Jesus, there's always more to learn about prayer, which means prayer is for everyone. It's not just for the super spiritual. In fact, I would say everyone prays. Everyone prays in moments of transcendence, people pray. You know, you're looking up at the stars and you're just kind of blown away and just a, a thankfulness comes over you. You know, there's people all over the world right now in, in hospital rooms praying, some of them for the very first time as they say goodbye to a loved one. There are people of all kinds of backgrounds, all beliefs who pray. In fact, I would say even the staunchest atheist probably prays as a plane is going down. As Pastor Pete Gregg says, to pray is to be human. Life in all its beauty and all its pain is just too big for our hearts and our minds to contain. Rabbi Abraham Heschel says that prayer is actually our humble answer to the inconceivable surprise of living. Albert Einstein supposedly said that there's two ways to live, as if everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. And so we can live as though everything's just chance, that there's no rhyme or reason to it all, that there's no meaning or purpose to our existence. Or we can live as though there's a creator behind the creation, that there's a God who gives and sustains life and all its goodness. And if there is a God, that means that prayer is one of the most amazing things that we can do as humans. We are made to pray and prayer at its simplest, is just an ongoing conversation with the living God. Jesus said that God actually loves it when we pray, when we come to him for the things that we need, for he's like a good father, Jesus says, who loves to give good things to his children. And so who we are and our choices, our experiences, everything about us, our hearts, all of it matters to God. And that's great news. But you know, prayer can feel really difficult. It can feel really challenging. I know in my own life, at times I've struggled to really feel like God's there. He can be kind of hard to find. Sometimes when I pray, it feels like I'm just kind of talking into the air. And I think all of us have had experiences where um, we feel disappointed in our prayer life, where we've asked for something and we've had questions that just don't seem to get answered. We wonder if God's there. We may even begin to wonder if God cares about us. You know, Jesus knows that our prayer life can be difficult. And that's why he wants to teach us how to pray. And the good news is that the starting point for our journey in prayer, it's not um, knowing all the right words or having all the right answers. The starting point for prayer is humbly acknowledging that we all struggle and that we all need help. The place to start is to say, Jesus, teach us to pray. 
And so over the next five weeks, that's our goal. We, we wanna come to Jesus and we wanna say, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? And so we're gonna do that by looking together at this prayer of Jesus in Luke chapter 11. You know, the gospel of Matthew records the fuller version of this prayer, the one that we're probably the most familiar with and the one that we've come to know as the Lord's prayer. But I love the way that Luke presents the prayer. It's so simple. And I think it's really important to realize that prayer doesn't have to be sophisticated. Uh, It doesn't have to be profound. It doesn't have to be long. As someone once put it, when it comes to prayer, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it going. And so this prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, is encouraging us to do that. It's encouraging us to pray simply to the Lord. It's not meant to be a rote prayer. It's not meant to be something that we say over and over mindlessly, nor is it meant to be some kind of magical arrangement of words. It's how Jesus prayed. It's a model for prayer. I love what Ryan, our worship pastor said uh, this past week. He said, I think of the Lord's prayer sometimes like food groups uh, for our prayer diet. You know, the Lord's prayer is what helps guide us into a helpful and healthy prayer life. And so over the next month or so, as we learn from this prayer, my hope is that uh, we'll learn three things. And the first is that we'll learn to be more dependent on God. You know, one of the reasons we don't pray is, uh, I think it's because we're not convinced we really need God. I know way more often than I would like to admit in my own prayer life, I I go through life trying to, to, to be independent, I think to myself, I've kind of got this. I can figure this out and carry this on my own. And through prayer, what we begin to do is is to go from from this to this, to go from kind of clenched fists of control to really recognizing that, that we can't do it without God. And it's to come to God and say, we need you. And not just for the big things, but for everything. You know, right now, I think our sense of control is being revealed for what it really is. It's an illusion. And I know that it's causing a a lot of anxiety for many of us. It's exposing those places in our life where we've gripped tight to hold on to control. And God, I think, is inviting us uh, to to let go and, and to learn how to depend on him. And I've found that in prayer, even in the simplest, um, your shortest breath prayers, I can really let go of control and experience God's peace. Even if my circumstances don't change, I experience a heart change because I'm reminded that God is good and that he is in control. And so I think it's an opportunity for us to become more dependent on God. I think it's also an opportunity for us to become more confident and bold in our prayer. Jesus teaches us to to pray boldly. He says, when you come to your father, uh, come like bold children to a parent, not commanding or demanding, but asking in the knowledge that you are loved and free to ask. If you have kids at home right now, you are experiencing this reality. Um, If you're homeschooling right now, you're being asked more questions every day than you've been asking the entire year. And honestly, sometimes I kind of lose my patience with it. But what's interesting to me is it doesn't stop my kids. They just keep coming back and asking and asking again. And they don't ask with any kind of hesitancy. They don't ask with qualifications. They just ask. They say, dad, can you help me with my Legos? Dad, can you pour me some milk? Dad, can you carry me upstairs? And they ask with this level of just 
confidence. And they ask that way because I'm their dad and they trust me and they know that I love them. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? You know, Jesus says that we are to come boldly and confidently to God our father in prayer that we are to pray and pray, that we are to ask and ask, just like kids do. As a friend of mine says, we are to push in prayer, that we are to pray until something happens. Jesus says, be confident, be bold. And so more dependent on God, more bold and confident in our prayer. And then finally, that we'll experience more of God's presence and perspective in our lives. You know, my dad is a scientist by trade, He's a brilliant man. He's got multiple masters and a PhD and his training and experience is in the environmental sciences and it's shaped the way that he sees the world. I remember uh, as a kid, my brother and I, we would go hiking with my dad and he would stop sometimes almost every few feet and point out uh, a wildflower or point out a particular kind of tree and explain what was unique or significant about it. I remember at times I would get so frustrated because we just wanted to get where we were going. But you know, I learned how to see the world through my dad's eyes. In fact, even to this day, uh, I don't just see a tree. I'll see a sycamore or a yellow poplar or a loblolly pine. I don't just see a wildflower. I'll see uh, a jack in the pulpit. And I think when we pray, we're learning to see the world through God's eyes. We're learning to get his perspective because we've been with him and we've walked through life with him and we're talking with him in prayer. And I think right now that's so important. You know, we need perspective. We need God's perspective. Right now, I feel like I hear a lot of people saying, well, I think we should. I even hear myself saying that, what I think we should do. And in prayer, I think God's inviting us to consider the question, what does God think we should do? You know, the Psalms are great at teaching us how to pray. In Psalm 11, David is facing a real challenge and he doesn't know what to do and he doesn't know what the future holds. And at one point in the uh, Psalm, he actually even asked, what can people who believe in God do in these circumstances? And the answer comes back. And the answer is, remember, God is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see. You see, in prayer, David begins to see the world through God's eyes. He gains God's perspective. And right now, you may feel really overwhelmed. You may feel afraid and anxious about what's gonna happen next. When are things gonna open? What's gonna happen with my job and my financial livelihood? You may be really uh, nervous about kind of ending isolation and going back out into the world. There's just so much right now that we don't know. But the good news is God knows. God knows exactly what's gonna happen next. And so we can come to him in prayer as our good father who, who we trust and who will help us, who'll be with us and he'll give us what we need and he'll give it to us when we need it. You know, we don't need more news and more information. We don't need more time even. I think we need more of God's presence and more of his perspective. And so that's why our prayer 
is so important right now because we need to come to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you think? Jesus wants to teach us how to pray because he wants us to become more dependent on the Lord. He wants us to to learn to pray with confidence and boldly. And he wants us to experience God's presence and to have his perspective on our life. And I need that right now. I think we all need that in this moment. And so I wanna invite you into this adventure into prayer over the next few weeks. Um, And so here's what we're gonna do. First, each week we're gonna go through a, a part of the Lord's prayer and ask Jesus, just would you teach us about prayer? Second, each week you're gonna get a a guide. It's for life groups or families or for individuals that'll help you learn how to pray. And we'll also give you some great books as helpful resources. And then each Thursday night, um, we're gonna change the time to eight o'clock. We're gonna gather to pray. Some of us have been getting together to pray and it's just been amazing. And so we wanna create more space, maybe especially for some of you parents, we know that's bedtime, it's a little tricky. So we wanna create more space for all of us to come together and to pray. And I want you to think about this as almost like a lab. It's a place where we can take the things that Jesus is teaching us about prayer and we can put them into practice together. And then finally, I wanna call our entire community to 40 days of prayer and fasting that'll end on Pentecost Sunday, May 31st. You know, Pentecost is the moment that we celebrate uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church. And so I think it's a day that we uh, can kind of come together after the season of prayer and, and, and living in expectancy that God is gonna move in a powerful way in our midst and in our world. And so I realize 40 days may sound intimidating, um, but I'm convinced that we need to do this and that God's gonna help us to do that. Right now, we need God's spirit to draw near. We need to hear from him. We need to be prepared for what's next. And throughout history, when the church suffers, you know, God moves in powerful ways. And that's because in, in suffering, there's an opportunity for us to become more dependent on him for us to pray boldly, for us uh, to become more aware of his presence and his perspective. And so we need everyone to pray. And so we're gonna be making these resources available through our weekly newsletter. And so if you don't receive that, I wanna encourage you to go to apostleshouston.org and sign up to receive that. But I think right now, more than any time in our lifetime, we need to be people who are learning to pray. We need to be people who invite God into our hearts to do some deep work, not only for our own sake, but for the sake of the world. And so I wanna invite you to join us on this adventure in prayer. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we just come to you and ask, would you teach us to pray? Lord, that we would become people of prayer who are more dependent on you, who are bold and confident as we come before you in prayer. And Lord, that we experience more of your presence in our life and begin to see the world around us with your perspective. Lord, teach us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen.